given the nature of competition and given that uh, the CACs slash the bids on Google will always remain crazy, how do you navigate this? Are you like grow super aggressively kind of mindset or no more calibrated, controlled kind of approach? No, we want to grow aggressively, we want to grow faster than the market. Mm. But we've realized that um, we cannot continue to sustain our growth uh, only uh, focusing on acquisition. Mm. Uh, because as you rightly said, the cost of media will continue to become more expensive. Uh, and hence, you have to figure out uh, the entire funnel. Uh, we have a fair understanding of the full funnel uh, for the customer. Uh, how do we ensure that our buying journey is is the most friction-free hmm. uh, compared to others in the market? We, sure. uh, we not only benchmark ourselves to the other brands, uh, we also benchmark ourselves to the aggregator. And um, uh, I think we we uh, our target is to provide a more seamless buying experience. Sure. Uh, than uh, even on the aggregator website. You, know, you kind of preempted my next question. So you mentioned the whole full funnel. Uh, you can buy traffic, but beyond that, everything is in your control. So maybe yes. let's just break down your funnel some in terms of uh, what typically happens as a first step where consumer discovers you, or maybe you're doing awareness efforts, and then there is consideration, and then there is uh, conversions. You know, what is your funnel, and what does your uh, user journey look like? So, uh, you know, uh, because of the uh, category, uh, it's not a very pull-led uh, category and mm. uh, we have to do a lot of work uh, at the top of the funnel stage. Because buying insurance is a latent need. Most people postpone this in their lives and don't think that it's, it's an important decision early on in their lives. Mm. However, now they've started to realize the later you push this, the more expensive, expensive it will get. And also, um, it's in the early part of your years uh, that your liability is the highest. Mm. Right? Um, when you turn 50, 60, there are not too many dependents that you have. right? Yeah. So, so it's a decision that you ought to take early on in your life. Mm. Um, yeah, so a lot of work uh, is done on uh, top of the creating top of the funnel. And, and usually... Both sides here, sorry, just to expand this bit. Top of the funnel could be about brand or could be about the category. And how do you kind of allocate attention to these two? Because everyone's trying to create the category and you're trying to create the category plus also a preference for your brand. Yeah, so uh, the focus is on, um, I'd say, um, generating a funnel for the business. Of uh, the brand consideration and awareness is an offshoot of what mm. we do. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, while we continue to focus on maximizing ROI of whatever money we deploy, um, uh, increasingly we've figured out that there are certain uh, avenues, certain channels, certain placements where um, the the impact on brand is also significant. Sure. Right? So so we try and maximize and both. That's measured using those brand metrics kind of uh, awareness preference surveys. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, we try and uh, do a bit of both uh, because uh, the way the industry operates, it it uh, marketing dollars um, uh, come as a part of the revenue that you do. Sure. Right. It's it's still not a very brand led category. Yeah. Uh, and hence, uh, we have to do justice to both. Fair enough. So we talk about the buyer journey and the funnel, how it plays out. So you have some places where you discover that the branding is also getting a bit of a boost while you're still getting your ROI from whatever traffic you're generating from those sources, right? right? So, you know, let's just say there's an example platform X from where somebody has discovered it and they've now become traffic for you. So they've come to your interfaces. How does the journey flow from there? What are the different interfaces where you enter people from and how do they go in from there? So, um, uh, as I mentioned, primarily we have um, two product lines, yeah. term uh, insurance and savings slash investment uh, sure. led plans. So, we run separate campaigns for both hmm. and um, uh, irrespective of whether it's term or savings, you usually land on a lead page uh, because as, as a category, we are hungry for um, leads 
and um, the first step that we want a user to do is to fill in their uh, name, phone number, uh, give their date of birth, gender and so on. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, they get on to the uh, buying journey where they will decide what plan works for them best. Uh, in and case it's still happening on the web interface, so somebody slid in and come to a landing page, fill up a lead form, yes. which has a bunch of form fields, which you're trying to make the most of in terms of information you need. Yes. From there, they get to a choice of plans, yes. which would have a certain level. It's kind of the catalog page for Correct. an e-commerce platform. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, um, so they, they select what plan works for them best and, um, uh, and then you can add riders to your plan uh, and then eventually uh, you make payment. Uh, and post you make the payment, uh, there's a long proposal form uh, because there are a lot of uh, information uh, that we need to capture, right? In terms of your KYC, your financial, uh, your address, hmm. uh, and um, your own declarations about your health and so on. So it's it's a fairly lengthy form. Um, after that, uh, uh, you know, every policy goes for decisioning. So we, we don't uh, issue a policy to everybody uh, who wants to buy from us. Everybody's case goes through checks where we check their uh, financial background, we check their medical background. Sometimes we do medical tests for these consumers and eventually a policy is issued. So it's a fairly the long... It happens before the long of the policy document plus the test and approval process. The payment actually happens before that. Yes. The, the only reason for that is because... Uh, the proposal form is fairly long, hmm. and um, you don't want uh, drop offs. Uh, if if we were to uh, make them fill the proposal form before they make the payment, uh, fifty percent of our funnel would be wiped off. But so. this is something that you've switched recently, or has this always been the it's, case? It's something which the industry is following for the last yeah. uh, four or five years. Uh, they've realized that um, uh, th that bit of friction is something that we cannot eliminate. Hmm. We have to live with it, hmm. and hence um, uh, we take the payment first up. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I would imagine this to be very similar to how a big basket or a lens card processes the order and after that they ask for, so the order is confirmed. Now you can pay in whatever fashion in big basket and okay. the order is confirmed on a lens card and you can now put your power afterwards. Correct. So if you were to do it before, obviously there's going to be a funnel drop off. So this seems to be a, you know, somewhat smart thing to do to me to kind of reduce that funnel drop off. 